No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. of the Daily Boogie Podcast. How are you? Hope you're doing well. So much to get through, so little time. It's been a couple of weeks since we got together and had a little chat. Thank you for joining us. You'll be pleased to know that I was thinking of you all last week instead of doing the show when I was uh, getting drunk and uh, walking my dogs around on the beach and just letting them run around all crazy. I really wanted to be here, but you know... But thank you for joining us. We're back. We're back. Two fucking weeks. If you want to follow, ladies and gentlemen, you know where to do it on Twitter at Boogie Bumper. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to the podcast so you never miss one of these once a week programs. I mean, you don't you don't want to miss out, do you? Subscribe to the podcast. So much to get through in so little time. We are going to get to something that's truly amazing because, look, we haven't done the narcs for a while. I know. I've been neglecting them. And we've basically become those annoying... We've become stupid teenagers all over again here on this show because it's like, oh, you like the cart narcs? Well, I liked them before they were cool, you know. But we have to reinvestigate the narcs tonight because something has landed in one of my inboxes, in one of my receptacles uh, on the Discord server. It's not a very active Discord, by the way, if you were thinking about jumping in and saying hello. You, you really are wasting your time. It's not very active. We don't do a lot in there. It's more like, um, you know, the old video stores where they had that fucking box out the front where you could put the videos overnight to avoid a $2 late fee. <laughs> the little slot in the door, you slide them in. And if you worked at the video store, there would just be a pile of videos every morning for you to sort out and check if they've been rewound and, you know. So that's more what our Discord operates like. Well, something has landed in the overnight slot, courtesy of one Jim N-word, ladies and gentlemen. And it is, I haven't watched it yet. I saw the, I saw the opening five seconds and I saw the watermark on the fucking screen. And that watermark, ladies and gentlemen, said Dr. Phil... Well, I don't know if this cartonarchery, I think it sounds like a lot of hoobala. You have got to understand the effect that you're having on the community. That's a pretty good Dr. Phil, isn't it? I mean, it's it's okay. I've heard worse. <laughs> you have got to understand that your cartonarchery is having a negative impact on those around you. I ain't gonna listen to your, I ain't gonna listen to your yapper, sir. <laughs> you have a responsibility. It's an okay, Dr. Phil. So, Agent Sebastian, the founder of the Cartnarks, ladies and gentlemen, a man who we have crafted our whole domestic policing policy on in the great nation of Boogistan. The sweet little libertarian micro-nation that it is. As you know, if you're listening to this show, we only enforce one rule in Boogie Stand, and that is car park, parking lot rules will be followed to the letter. Um, no exceptions. 
swift justice for those who don't. We've modelled our whole policing on that theory of Cartonarchery. So, apparently, apparently, Agent Sebastian, the hero we know him as, went on Dr. Phil for some reason. <laughs> I have no idea why, because I only watched like the first five seconds of the clip. So we have to get to that. We must do that today. It must be done. I've also got some other stuff for you. Uh, some safety news coming up, which is good, because I know everybody loves safety here on the show, don't we? Don't we, Susan? We love safety. Suze. I like to call her Suze. I call her Suze. Mm. Shout out to ROTC, by the way, who... Um, you know, you know, you know you're doing well when they're going back five fucking years to pull a video. Jesus Christ. <laughs> How is that? I mean, we've seen, you know, the curious case of Ollie Robinson. He got yanked out of the England cricket team for tweets that he made 18 years, uh, 18, eight years ago when he was 18. Five-year-old episodes of ROTC under the microscope, ladies and gentlemen. Under review. Jesus. We must, we must have censored all of the current day material. Now it's time to go retrospectively. We might have missed a few things on the way. I've got to hit my quota, Suze. I like to call her Suze. I call her Suze. When you know her well enough. So we'll get into that. But before we do anything, of course, this isn't going to be a Kyle Rittenhouse show, by the way. Uh, we stand with the victims of Kyle Rittenhouse, or as, or as you know, I was watching ROTC earlier, as apparently now they've got to be the assailants, which is fun. That's cute. So I stand with the assailants of Kyle Rittenhouse, of course. Justice was not served. And obviously, you know, obviously the person who is attacked first must be the perpetrator. You see? Because in the world of 2021, where logic is inverted upon itself... And we've all taken the clown pill and we're all very fucking happy about it. In that world, in that reality, in that timeline, yes, the person who is perpetrated against must be the perpetrator. The person who is approached first, who is engaged first, they must be the perpetrator. The others, the victims. The attacker is the victim now. That's the world, that's what we want, obviously, because we believe in equality. And we believe in justice, of course. And we want to pay respect to the movement. So there's going to be a lot of hot takes flying around out there over the next couple of days or so, next couple of years or so, let's be honest here. These things don't die quickly. <laughs> Unlike the rioters, eh? So I thought I'd bring you a quick little Australian hot take that I saw earlier today. Let's have a look. What did the Aussies say? Breaking news out of the United Breaking States. Straight news. up, Kyle Rittenhouse, a teenager who shot and killed two men during racial justice protests. During racial justice protests. <laughs> I mean, you know what I love about the news? And there are people who give big raps to Sky News. Hey! Oh, 
Winning underscore TV tipped five dollars. Thank you, sir. Enjoyed your show last week. Yeah. I have no clue why everyone else is complaining <laughs> you were not on. They yeah. missed a great show. Zero tolerance on the shopping cart, citizens. That's right. We shoot first and the cleanup crew comes in. That's exactly right, ladies and gentlemen. Commander of the cart patrols in the great kingdom of Boogistan, ladies and gentlemen. Phil D'Angelo, host of Winning TV. I don't, what are you on every day now, Phil? He's fucking busy, Phil. If you follow Phil, he has uh, the Dutchman, the Flying Dutchman, Dutch IT tech support, ladies and gentlemen. Victor Von Schroom is a regular. Kitty B's on there. I think Maureen is on there as well. Of Maureen's, the same Maureen, yes, of Maureen's handmade goods. In relation to the Great Irrational Times, this advertisement. Played on the likes of JJ Stoney. See how it's all connected. Grift. <laughs> the check out fell. Winning TV, ladies and gentlemen. DLive.tv slash winning TV, I think, still. Who knows? Who knows? Look, I've been really slack lately. My whole my whole like schedule is different now. I'm basically living on the opposite schedule of what I have been living in the whole time you've known me. So that's why you don't see me around very much. And I was that's why I was able to watch ROTC today because it's Saturday for me and I don't have to do my job, you see. And that's why I'm doing my show once a week now because it's the only day I can really do it. So here's an Australian hot take for you. Kyle Rittenhouse, who shot and killed protesters at a pro... at a what was Shot and killed two protesters at an anti-racism rally. <laughs> Oh, that's what happened, was it? Hey, you know, the other guy was also armed, right? You know that, right? It wasn't the only one with a gun there. And it's and it is funny too. Hobo chiller recipe tipped five dollars. Thank you, sir. They may torture my body. Break, break my, my bones, bones even kill, kill me, me then they, they will have, have my dead body not, not my obedience, obedience. Oh, 07 Kyle Rittenhouse <laughs> look before we get too far ahead of ourselves thank you Hobo Chili Recipe oh, I forgot to play Phil's fucking thing here before we get too too far ahead of ourselves ladies and gentlemen can we please just spare a thought for the victims of Kyle Rittenhouse and let's pray to God that they were in fact vaccinated okay ba ba because that would be the real crime here. I bet Kyle Rittenhouse isn't even vaccinated either. Should lock him up just for that. He really is a murderer. All right. Let's see what Phil sent us. Thank you for the donation, Phil. 
Can we get back? To, can we get back to some fucking injustice, please? I mean, how how many hours do you think it'll be? This is what I'm considering. How many hours do you think it'll be until we see the headline? I'm going to put this out there. Trump supporting judge acquits white supremacist. I want to see it. I want to see it. You know what I mean? Never, never been into, never been into any kind of accelerationist theory or anything like that. Never been that kind of a guy. Always thought, ah, it's, you know, if we could just, you know, be friends again. <laughs> In a rather naive, childish sort of optimist kind of way. Even though I sound very down and pessimistic most of the time, there's still a, there's still a positivity that bubbles underneath that pessimism, you know. So you've prayed and you've longed, but. Now I kind of just want it all to collapse in on itself as quickly as possible because it's foreplay at this point. So I want to see the headline, white, Trump, Donald Trump supporting judge acquits white supremacist. And I want to see it somewhere where it matters, like MSNBC, New York Times, something like that. Let's really get this ball rolling. Huh? <laughs> all right, let's carry on. Major who shot and killed two men during racial justice protests. Racial justice protests. of all charges live to... Now, the burning of the buildings, was that the racial part or the justice part, ladies and gentlemen? You have to fill me in. I'm not quite sure. Now, now, young man, when you hit him over the head with your skateboard, was that, was that for the racial or was that for the justice? Which one was it? When the, young, when the young lady sent the Molotov cocktail through the window of the police station, was that for racial or was that for justice? Which one? Okay. And I mean, the people who were there for racial justice, who were doing the, you know, the lighting of the fires and the attacking of people and the looting, right? Um, they, of course, have every right to be there. I mean, obviously, they are victims themselves clearly. I mean, they just care so much about racial justice. So they had a right to be there. The other guy did not. Because I've seen that a lot too. Why was he even there? But it's it's so fucking, it's, it's surreal really to live in this world where people have such a lack of self-reflection. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's staggering you, you, because you know, when you were younger, when I was younger, I would have argued and tried to make the point. Now I just go, oh, wow. <laughs> You really are that kind of far down that, that little rabbit hole there, aren't you? <laughs> oh, well, have a nice day. I hope you enjoy the steak. Right? Because the people will say, well, why was he there? But it's like, well, hang on. Why was the other guy there too? Why was anyone there? What, what, a, what a stupid question. <laughs> right? <laughs> Why was Carl Rittenhouse there? Why was the other guy there? <laughs> well, they were standing up for racial justice. Oh, okay. So that's okay then. <laughs> Why did he bring a gun? Why did the other guy bring a gun? To defend against Carl Rittenhouse. Oh, okay. It's just... And once upon a time, you would have tried to argue sense into them and say, don't you see the conclusion that you're arriving at cancels out your own argument by definition. You would try to explain, you know, basic, you know, logical principles to these people. But now you don't. I don't. You know what I do? I 
fucking burn one. <laughs> and I say, all right, man, have a good day. <laughs> done stressing. Done. I was done stressing a long time ago, let's be honest. For the last few years, this show has just kind of been, let's let's enjoy the finer things while everything burns and falls down around it. And that's pretty much, you know, we're on track. The mission for this podcast has stayed true from day dot, I'll have you know. It is to find light and humour in all things dark and disturbing. And that's what we do here. And we fucking love our job. Let's go. Guy News. Washington correspondent Annalise Nielsen. Hi, Annalise. Outside the courtroom in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Annalise, he was acquitted on all five counts. All five counts, and that was so significant to what importance was going to be attached to this deliberation and verdict by the jury, because the fact he was found not guilty on all five counts means that they not only found that he wasn't guilty of intentional homicide, they found that even he wasn't guilty of any reckless homicide after arming himself with an AR-15 and attending the riots that plagued Kenosha. Okay, she's, I don't know where to put this one. Interest, interesting. So the way she described, you know, you know, it's kind of bizarre to her. It's it's a foreign idea to her that he should be acquitted, even though he armed himself. Listen to the language used, right? He armed himself with an AR-15 and head into. And then I was expecting peaceful protests. I was expecting peaceful protests. But then she said into the riots. And I'm like, ooh, hang on. Is she revealing a power level, ladies and gentlemen? She's kind of cute. She's kind of cute. I mean, no no makeup on it, you know, it looks like she's out there pretty fresh and natural, which is cute as well. I like that look. I love the beanie. Maybe just a little closeted, um, you know, we used to call them red pillars. Now we just call them sane people. <laughs> yes, the guy who, the guy who was face to face with somebody, you know, lifting their gun toward them hitting them over the head with a skateboard and chasing them down the street, trying to rip their gun off them, screaming at them, we're going to fucking kill you, etc., etc. I mean, he was clearly the aggressor. <laughs> I saw one legal hot take earlier. I was watching, um, just quickly scanning a few clips before the show, right? And uh, a legal expert, a former prosecutor on CNN said, well, basically... The prosecution's defense was that this was an active shooter situation and the people, the assailants, were actually defending themselves. And I thought, well, that's an interesting theory. Because that that means just being somewhere with a firearm now means basically you're a terrorist. <laughs> because he happened to be standing there. You know, I would have thought part of the definition of active shooter would have been the active and the shooting. If he hasn't fired a shot yet, you can't call him a shooter, prosecutor. The term shooter is very, you know, well-defined. It means person who shot. (laughs) If he hasn't fired a round, he's not a shooter. He's just a holder. Now, is it illegal to be a holder? Well, hopefully one day. Hopefully one day, because we can't have these madmen out here, these white supremacists out here cleaning up the streets, can we? 
this time last year over the shooting of a local black man, Jacob Blake. As uh -huh. you can see here, there's been a significant media presence outside the court. We're just on the top of the steps waiting for Carl Britton. It is a significant media presence. There's more media there than there are fucking people. Again with the false perception, right? Look at it, right there in front. They are pissing in your face every day, these fucks. Look at them. There's got to be two media for every one fucking citizen. I mean, the other video I pulled up for, for this, right? Everyone's seen it. It's going around on Twitter. <laughs> look, at, look at the media just surrounding her. Look at them. Look at that shit. Now, where's where's Joy Reid's fucking blog to say, oh, my God, look at the theatre. When's that happening? No, no, no. This one really means it. I mean, you know, she's not acting. She's definitely not acting, guys. This is not theatre. This is real. This is actually, it's worse than that. This is the effect of white supremacy on America right here. This is what racism does to people. So I think we should blame racism for this woman's, you know, very, you know, unfortunate reaction to this devastating injustice of racial tensions. I mean, you know, clearly. But I don't want to skip ahead here. I want to save her for a minute, you know, just for a minute, because we've got more to explore here. So there's the media situation. ...has to come out himself, and this has captured the national interest. It's become really? such a significant talking point for the Second Amendment and the right for people to bear arms, and it's also become a significant point for so many who were frustrated with these riots and the looting last year and how that was handled by law enforcement. Notably, we haven't seen a lot large police presence. We are just one block back from the police headquarters, but this has been a huge case for those supporters of the Second Amendment. Carl Rittenhouse... I think she's a little secretly based. <laughs> I'm going to say it. Because I've got the feeling, right, if she wasn't kind of sympathetic to that particular side, she wouldn't say something like that. She wouldn't say, this is a big, you know, case for the supporters of the Second Amendment. She would say something like, uh, Trump supporters are over the moon or something like, you know what I mean? It would be more dismissive. But the way she, the, the couple of things that she says from time to time and the way she words things has me thinking that she's kind of low-key, just, you know, fuck this shit. Which I like. I think, I think. You know, that's, that's, that's the impression that I get, so... We are just one block back from the police headquarters. Yes. But this has been a huge case for those supporters of the Second Amendment. Carl uh -huh. Rittenhouse was visibly emotional as the verdict was read out yes, in court today. As to the third count of the information, unknown male, we the jury find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. As to the fourth count of the information, Anthony Huber, we the jury find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. As to the fifth count of the information, Gage Grosskreutz, we the jury find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. Now, I'm not going to lie. You can just tell, I mean, this fucking kid, right? I mean, what was I doing when I was 18? I don't know. I was 
fucking I just just started like an apprenticeship. So I was drinking a lot and you know I was you know driving around getting high playing pool <laughs> bumping into things you know regular 18 year old shit I mean this kid this kid's had a very different fucking his life is his life is over though regardless of the verdict which I think is an unfortunate reality whether you're sympathetic to his uh, plight or not it's just a, a fact I think he's never gonna be every everywhere he goes everyone's gonna know who he is right and you know what say one day he's just kind of walking he's basically gonna have to live like a recluse the rest of his life because thanks in large part to the corporate media and the way that they've drummed up the fucking rabid nature of the reactions that some of which we're about to see very you know that you got a sneak peek of just a moment ago um partly in part of in part because of that you know he's never going to be able to feel safe again you know and what's to say 10 years from now 20 years from now it doesn't matter five years from now six months from now he might just walk down the street one day and someone might just fucking smack him over the back of the head with a brick or something and that'll be it that'll be game over and they'll be like fucking racist piece of shit you know we already established in 2017 that punch a Nazi was apparently okay. That the people who are punching Nazis are defending themselves against future harm, right? That's the logic. That's the logic they're arguing here. That he he was the aggressor even though he was attacked because the people who attacked him were defending themselves against future harm that he was yet to cause. That's what that's essentially if you boil it down what the fucking prosecution was going for that he is the perpetrator despite being aggressed against because the aggressors uh, were the victims of an active shooter situation regardless of the fact that no shots had been fired. That's what they thats what they tried to pull over you. They thought that was good enough. So because of the rabid reactions of people in the media, like Joe Scarborough, for example, you know, 60, what was it? What did he say? 60 rounds into a group of fucking protesters or something, whatever fucking shit, you know, kind of dribbled out of his, you know, cock-sucking mouth. That piece of shit, Joe Scarborough, who I watch religiously for material more than anything else. I do enjoy his takes from time to time. I mean, he's a good journalist. It's all jokes, Joe. And, um, you know... All of it, there's been a lot of kind of frothing at the mouth. Oh, he's just acting. He's a white supremacist. And so, and that shit is baked into people now. There are going to be people, regardless of the outcome of this, regardless of any particular facts of the case, who it's all for them, it's just all going to come down to the racist system wins again and somebody needs to take care of this little Nazi. That's the way some people think. So this poor kid, although he has been spared uh, the nightmare of, you know, a potential lifetime in prison at the age of 18, he now has a different nightmare to live with, and that's probably, you know, for the rest of his life, wherever he goes, he's either going to get random weird guys in camo outfits come up and shake his hand and say what a fucking patriot he is, or he's going to get uh, people who want to attack him and fucking knock his block off because he's a racist. So that's that's his life now. So, you know, 
the headlines that say things like Kyle Rittenhouse walks free, they're not entirely accurate, are they? Really? Not anymore. Not these days. Not in 2021 when there's... Not in 2021 when there's so many clicks to be gathered and so much political headway to be made and so many mugs to sell. Will a figure like this ever be given, you know, the fair go after a trial? It's never going to happen again. Never again. So happy days, huh? Uh, The other thing too I want to mention is a lot of people talking about Kyle's reaction here. And you can tell it meant a lot to the kid, obviously. But I have watched a number of courtroom videos and I can tell you that, let's be fair here, a lot of people are going to make a big thing out of the reaction. The reaction can be that if he's found guilty or not guilty. (laughs) People always read too much into the reactions. I've seen people do that when they're found guilty. They collapse in the exact same way. I've seen people collapse in the same way when they're found not guilty. It's not the verdict because people are like, people are going to analyze it and relate it to the verdict. It's not the verdict. The verdict has nothing to do with it. A reaction like that is just fucking relief. It's, it's the end of the, it's the not knowing that fucking kills them. It's the not knowing whether they're going to be guilty or not guilty. That's the thing that drives them nuts. You, do you know how they used to carry out death sentences in Russia back in the day? Has any, does anyone know this? So the the thing that was so torturous about the death sentence was like you'd, you'd get a firing squad or something like that. And we're talking like in the deep, dark days of, uh, you know, being a proud member of the state kind of Russia, right? So if you were given a death sentence, they wouldn't, the thing that uh, drove people nuts was the fact that, not the fact that they were given a death sentence, but because they didn't give you a time. They, they were so good at psychological torture that they knew you were just sentenced to death, okay? And then you were put in a jail, but you weren't told when the death sentence was coming. So every time a guard walked down, you know, down the aisle in the prison, the prisoners used to talk about how every time they couldn't sleep. Some of them were in there for years and weren't executed. Some would be in there for three days and then executed. There was no telling. There was no time limit. So they could never sleep because every time they heard the guards' footsteps coming down the hall, they thought they were coming for them. That's what kills you. So when you see a reaction like that, it's not particular. It's got less to do with them being guilty or not guilty than it does to do with them finally just knowing. It's funny how the human brain works like that. All right. So on the other side of the spectrum, ladies and gentlemen, those brave men and women out there fighting for justice. I am a monument. I am. Is she saying I am a monument? Genuinely. Is that what she's saying? I am a monument. (laughs) I don't what does that mean? I don't even know what that means. (laughs) 
I love, I love the fact that she paused to put her mask on because, you know, it wouldn't be a good shot for the world's newspapers and websites if we weren't promoting COVID safety work. <laughs> It's like, fuck the system, put your mask on. (laughs) Ah, honey. She's distraught, she's distressed, she's despondent, but she is saving America. (laughs) Fuck America! Fuck America! And it's an American flag... And by the way, the mask is an American flag. This is not a setup. Do you want to know what the what the bizarro world version of the you know the right wing Fed posting is? It's this. This is the left wing version of Fed posting. Right here. Right here. This is what it is. The American flag to get you right wingers riled up. She's got the dreadlocks. Right. She's filming herself on her own iPhone. Because they're all about selfies. The media is, you know, very conveniently cascaded around her in a semicircle situation. So everybody gets a good shot. I mean, they're very helpful to each other. Got to get a good shot from every angle. (laughs) So this is the left-wing version of guy in in denim shorts with green T-shirt, watch and sunglasses and loafers. This This is them. This is what they look like on the other side. Fuck America! Fuck America! Okay. And here we go. Now, there is a gif, is there not, of a little kid doing loops. You know the gif I'm talking about? Somebody knows the gif I'm talking about. And it just occurred to me then, because the... No, it's sorry. The kid's doing like a star, a snow angel or something. But crying and, you know, throwing a tantrum. Let's see if we can bring it up here. Here it is. Oh, no, she's not doing a snow angel at all. Beautiful. All right, here we go. (laughs) Number one, number two. (laughs) Number one, number two. Let's go live right now to the Kenosha Courthouse where we are getting reactions from <laughs> we are getting reactions from local citizens. I am a monument. I am I am a monument. Fuck America. Jim Edward in the chat, Lisa needs braces. That'll plan. Help her! Help her! They go, help her! Don't ruin it! Don't ruin the shot! She's about to win a fucking Emmy! 
That'd be ridiculous. Like, because I look, I look for throwing a t- tantrum gif. Why is Dave Bautista in there? <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, thank you, Dave. It just, it reminds me, again, you know, I used to stay up all night when I was a kid and at three or four or five in the morning, those, you know, faith healer shows come on TV. Just looks like that. <laughs> oh my God, she's she's got the light of Jesus running right through her now. It's incredible. She has been cured of her racisms. Somewhere out there, there is an alcoholic. Somewhere out there, there is an alcoholic who is very concerned about racism. And through Jesus, you have been cured. You have been cured. And then they would do this on the stage. And probably be handed their, you know, food voucher or whatever on the way out. There you go. All right. Uh, I think we've done enough, Kyle Rittenhouse. There's people out there who do it far better. Let's get to the piece de resistance tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get to the fucking, the big swinging dick here, the big cheese. Like I said, we haven't done the narcs for a long time. I know, we've been neglecting them. I liked them before they were cool. (laughs) So it's time to revisit because Jim left this little item in our overnight returns box with fucking the leader of the cart narcs. Agent Sebastian appearing on Dr. Phil. I don't know why he's on there. I don't know what it's about. I want Dr. Phil to kind of say that he's the one who's sick in the head, you know? Just so we can all finally identify Dr. Phil as the fraud he is. If Dr. Phil is not on the side of prompt cart return, then there will be fucking riots, ladies and gentlemen, that will make the future Kenosha shooting riots look like child's play. So before we do that though, we've had a, I've had a couple of Cartnarks, you know, kind of geared up, waiting to go. But I thought I haven't watched it for so long. I'll just go to their uh, channel and I'll just grab one, and I'll bring it on the show and have a look. So let's let's refresh our memories. Let's get reacquainted with the brave men and women of the Cart Patrols, ladies and gentlemen. Before we see why that fat fuck Dr. Phil thinks we're crazy for believing in the things that we do. You have, you have got to understand that return, asking people to return their carts is having a, a negative effect on your family. Looks like this guy's getting ready to roll into his SUV. Roll in. We have a cart return right here, as you can see. So close. I think. Look at that. One, two, three spaces away. Turning it into a not-so-safe way, I'll have you. But three spaces away. Those are the worst kinds of people. Because even though we won't tolerate people not returning their carts in the kingdom of Boogistan, if the cart if the cart corral is like on right over on the other side of the car park, I'm not I don't excuse your behavior. You don't get a pass, but I just expect it more. See, I would be instructing my cart patrol snipers who would be on the roof of the shopping center, of the mall, 24 hours a day. 
I would be instructing them to focus more of their attention on the outer rings of the parking lot, you see. Because I think that's where you're furthest away from the cart corral, so that's where you're likely to get more people refusing to return their carts, you see. It's just about efficiency. It's about cost allocation. It's about giving ourselves the best opportunity by, you know, we need to typecast these people as they come in and if they park on the outer edge and they bring a trolley, I want you watching that guy, you know, I want you watching that girl. The ones closer to the cart corrals when they leave their cart out, they're special cases. There is a special room in hell reserved for these people because it's literally right fucking there, you know? That just means you're a cunt. That's that's not lazy. That's not even laziness because no one's that lazy. You walked through the whole mall pushing the car. But that the extra fucking eight steps, the extra 10 steps that it would have taken to return it to the corral was too much for you. No, once you'd finished using the free cart that the mall provides you, once you'd finished with its, you know, once you'd finished fucking the, the mall's wife, basically, and using their stuff, you've put it into your car, you've closed your car up, and you're like, eh, so much for that, and just kind of flick the cart away because fuck them, I'm the king, right? You're just a cunt. You don't have the same kind of leeway that somebody who parks on the outer rim of the parking lot would receive. If I'm not mistaken, he may have left his cart sitting where? fully blocking the spot where? next to it. Where? And he did for shame. Look at you see what I mean? Press one in the chat if this guy is, you know, if we're if we've got this wrong, press two in the chat if this guy is a complete and utter piece of shit. He left it literally next to his own fucking door. The cart corral was, you know, 12 feet away. He's a piece of shit, isn't he? Of course he is. Of course he is. Look at that. Right next to the... (laughs) It's only in those moments you can pray for some kind of sweet justice. Like he reverses out and swings to the right and then, you know, accidentally drives into the cart. That's, That's what you're hoping for, of course. That's not even a partial block. He's got one right there. One, oh. Alright, get the hood magnet. See if I get. Ah, slipped off. That's. Oh, we keep backups. Yeah. Got it, yes. Got it. Got to be grippy in the rain. Come on, sir. Sorry? Okay. Take that shit off my cart. Uh, take your cart back to the cart corral. <laughs> <laughs> take that shit off my car. Remember we watched the one where the guy, I think it was in Texas, and the guy was in like a blue van or something, and he actually pulled a gun. And then the, the then the car patrol, then the cart narcs were like, okay, well, I guess you don't have to return your cart. But this guy, you know. Some people are intimidating and some are not. Oh, we keep backups. Got it, yes. Come on, sir. Come on, sir. Sorry? Take that shit off my car. Take, uh, take that, your cart back to the car Take corral. that shit off my car. He sounds like Michael Jackson and Mike Tyson. 
Let's see what he does. So what that says is I don't return my shopping cart like a jerk, which I can remove for you. Absolutely. Oh. <laughs> now again, this is this is the obvious thing that keeps coming up over and over. It's solitary confinement just keeps saying in the chat, move on, move along, move on. I'm just going to, I'm not going to do that, man. <laughs> you should know me better by now. You can keep saying it, <laughs> but it's not going to happen. I'm going to do what I want. Who are you? <laughs> I don't even know who you are, bro. But thanks for joining us, nonetheless. We appreciate your feedback here on the show. We do. I enjoy every piece of feedback that I get from randoms on the internet, and I always listen to them. Move along. We are going to move along. We're going to move along to the next uh, moment when the guy puts another bumper sticker on this guy's car. We're going to move along to that. And we're going to analyse it. <laughs> And then we're going to move along to the next time this guy gets out of his car to take the bump sticker off again. We're going to move along to that part, which is going to be, you should stick around for that. It's going to be fantastic. Solitary confinement. I'm a woman, by the way. Well, there you go. Congratulations. <laughs> All right. So he's waddled out. Now, the, the threat didn't last very long. It was take that shit off my car and he said no why don't you return your car and then of course he's straight out of the car over to the hood of the car gets the bumper sticker flicks off now he's already done more steps in that one action he's burned more calories doing that than it would have taken to just return the cart and come back to your car see again this is proof positive that it's not laziness it's not that's not laziness. He's exerting more fucking, you know, he's he's exerting more energy doing this, having the argument, than he would have done taking the cart back. So it's not about laziness. It's about being a cunt. This man is just a cunt. Oh, littering. Littering? Nice. Oh, littering's not nice. <laughs> That's how we keep back up, sir. Keep back up. I mean, literally right next to his own car. Oh, man, he tossed that sucker quite far, I may say. Ah, too lazy to get back out. Oh, he gave me a kiss and a little blow-off. Very sassy, that gentleman. Where did that other one go? Hold on one moment. We'll have to come back for that. Let's see if he does the... Yep, the driveway and get out. Oh, oh. Oh, my God, has he put it? He put okay, so now if you're listening to the podcast, you can't see. The guy has pulled over up the road a little bit, you know, maybe, what, no. 25, 30 metres up the road, he's pulled over and he's getting out to try and get the fucking sticker off, off, the, off the hood of the car. But of course, the brave narcoteer doesn't allow this to just happen. He's off there quick as a flash. Because <laughs> we've, we've got to get another one on this Lazy Bones' car before he leaves. We must. Put it in reverse and step out of the car. <laughs> Here he comes. He thinks he's got him. He Sir, thinks he's got him. Not nice. I got more for you. <laughs> it, it was the casual. <laughs> so, <laughs> sir, all the littering's not nice. And then the kind of casual toss in the air. It was like in slow motion. And then you just heard the thunk as it hit the hood of the that other one go hold on have a moment again. we'll have to come back for that let's see if he does the yep the driveway and get out oh my god he put it he put it in reverse and stepped out of the car yeah okay 
Now listen, listen, listen to the thunk it makes on the hood. Sir, all this littering is not nice. I got more for you. <laughs> thunk. <laughs> oh, okay. Keep your shit off my car. You're putting a magnet on my paint. And <laughs> Everything about this is so amazing. The guy's voice. Because, you know, this is this is now escalating, right? This is getting to the level where fisty cuffs may become predictable. And, you know, this guy is getting out. He's going, hey, please keep that shit off my car, sir. <laughs> but but he's, he's acting tough. You know, and I'm not a judge a book by the covers kind of guy because, I mean, look at Mike Tyson. Arguably the greatest fucking boxer who ever lived. In his early years, I'm saying like 20, 21, 20, he was a fucking we a human weapon. Eight, earlier, 18, 19, 20, Tyson was just an unbeatable fucking killing machine, right? But listen to the way he t Yeah, I want to eat his children. <laughs> you, know, you know the kid's got a mother, champ. Yes, but I'm sure that she will die of grief. <laughs> So, you know, I'm not a judge a book by its cover kind of a guy, but for this guy, it's not just the voice. It's also the hair. He's got that thing going where he's got the shaved sides and then like a massive kind of flock of seagulls-esque kind of flow over the top. It's very off-putting. And then, of course, hey, get that shit off my car. I need to hear the thunk one more time, though. Sir, all this littering is not nice. It's not nice. Got more for you. <laughs> I'll never get sick of that. <laughs> Look at the guy's face, too, as it thunks on the hood of his car. <laughs> He's none too impressed. Look at that face. <laughs> He's like, oh, shit, you did that, huh? Okay. Things are about to get real now. Uh, can you please remove that shit from my car, too? Now, okay. Keep your shit off my car. You're putting a magnet <laughs> on my paint and it can damage it. And you're scratching my paint. Now, do you're you scratching my paint? Would you stop car. talking over me? Oh, I love this. I love this because now the guy who refused to take his car back, he's now responsible for holding up the parking lot, you see. Ah. Ah. If you had have just driven out, this wouldn't have happened. No, now other drivers are being recruited into the cause. Hey, take your fucking cart back, you piece of shit! <laughs> Those are the best moments. Community support. Realize the irony that your cart... <laughs> it's always these lazy bones. They try to shout you down. Oh, he's doing... He's honking his own horn. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Why, why would he be honking his own horn? <laughs> Wait a minute. Hang on a minute. Is he... Is he retarded or...? Okay. People do the... People do the strangest things, don't they? Again, like, I, you know... On a previous show when we covered this stuff, you know, you know, months ago now it would have been, um, somebody said, you know, uh, he's antagonising them, right? It's very Kyle Rittenhouse here. He's antagonising them. It's like, well, no, you can't really say that because this whole confrontation could end as soon as the person in the car just decides to drive away. 
So it's not, you know, it's all on them. They they literally are behind the wheel of a car. He's walking. They could just calmly and casually drive away. And then it's game over. There's nothing to discuss, but they can't. They can't allow... They can, People can no longer allow a random stranger to get one over them. <laughs> you know, they can't allow people just to have the last word or, you know, because this is far more time consuming. I'll just go, okay, okay, man, see ya. <laughs> and then I drive away and, you know, forget about it five minutes later. But people can't. This ruined, this fucking ruined this guy's, not even day, this ruined his week. He was calling his friends. Oh my god, this guy kept throwing shit on my car. He was doing shit to my paint. He was walking around. He was fucking discreet. He wouldn't let me leave. He was harassing me, right? You just know that was taking place over and over. Get that other magnet for him. Get that other magnet like a, for him. The call of the lazy bones. What do you do with the other magnet? Oh, it's on the ground. What is he doing? What is he? He's just, he's just, he's just sitting there honking his horn. What is he doing? <laughs> Sir, you could just, you could just leave. <laughs> Don't you think people are fascinating sometimes? He could just drive away. But it's, and now he's choosing to sit there and honk his, like a fucking, like a child. It's bizarre. <laughs> Look, this no isn't helping anybody. There's no one around. <laughs> People are fucking nuts. Everyone is fucking crazy out there now. I'm sure of it. What is going on in your head? Hey, sir, that's noise pollution, just like your car okay, pollution seat, and your seat ground on. pollution. Rock and roll and noise pollution. Again, the irony, is, as you guys, you narcoteers have pointed out time after time, is that, oh, that can scratch my paint, which no, the, the chances of that are minuscule. Minuscule. Compared to a cart, which... We've had, unfortunately, okay, look, nice. dozens and dozens and dozens of reports of thousands and thousands. Of thousands. Oh, now if you're if you're listening to the podcast, the, the he hasn't he's he hasn't taken his eyes off the car. The the guy has now decided to drive away, but he's pulled up at a stop sign. I'm gonna that looks a good. What would you say, like fifty more than that, maybe fifty, sixty feet, something like that. It's a little sprint away. Thousands of dollars of damage. And, he, and he's off again. He's running stop again because he's going to get him at the stop sign. He's going to get him at the stop sign. Oh, that's a toss right there. Got that one for you. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> now, you, you would think that he would have learned after the first occasion, you know. <laughs> Why don't you drive? Maybe just a little bit further down the road before you get out and remove the, the magnet from the, from the hood of the car. Why don't you just go a little bit further? Nope. Our friend here is an idiot. He's a moron. And he decided to just pull up in the same parking lot and get out and throw it off again. Instead of just going a little bit further. Nope. So, so yeah, our hero raced up to him again and launches yet another.
magnet onto the hood of this guy's car. <laughs> Listen to this. He also still says hello to the person when he runs past them. Look. How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> because they're professionals and they're also friendly. Oh, that's a toss right there. Got them on for you. Yes. Okay, now he's revving the shit out of his own car. As if, you know, as if some kind of wild mating ritual were taking place. He's presenting. And it's kind of like a piece of shit Land Rover or something. So yeah, we're kind of persistent. That's why we're the cart arcs. Go grab that one. Okay. Sir. Take your cart back. Remove it. <laughs> Remove it, please, sir. Excuse me, sir. Can you please be removing the magnet from the hood of my caster? Fuck you and remove your magnet attack. Your cart back and I'll love you forever. Motherfucker. Why don't you listen to me, you motherfucker? We're not talking about the cart. You're just calling me names. Okay, listen. Whatever your name is, get that off of my vehicle. I'm Agent Sebastian. No! You please take your cart back and I'll be happy to remove it for you. No. Why not? Because it's not a fucking. No. Take it off. Carts can. No, because it's not a fucking. He's now reaching for a cigarette. <sighs> really took it out of me. All this, please do remove. <laughs> please do be removing your magnet from my car, sir. Damaged cars. Get off. Sir, you're not addressing the singular point. Look, he's lighting up a fag. <laughs> gotta, gotta fucking chill out, eh, mate? Gotta calm down after these confrontations, eh, bro? <laughs> ah. <laughs> he's lighting up a cigarette. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about your point. That's my point. That's, But that means you don't give an F about other people. Yeah, because he's just a cunt. Get off. Take your car back. He's just a cunt, and he's the kind of cunt who changes his Facebook profile to a rainbow flag every once a year, you know? He's the kind of cunt who talks about how important it is to have critical race theory and talk about, you know, white privilege and stuff, and then he does shit like this. Leaves his cart, and, you know, doesn't give a fuck about anyone else because he's just a cunt. Social media gives us the opportunity to, you know, reach across uh, oceans and borders and boundaries and... You know, share, uh, you know, discourse and discuss and info and, and all kinds of things with people that we never would have had the opportunity to even know before. But it also gives us the opportunity for people to wallpaper over their personalities and make it seem outwardly because most of their relationships are now conducted online on Facebook and whatnot, as opposed to in real life and in person. They can wallpaper over their personalities and make it seem what wonderful, humane, caring, empathetic beings they are, when in reality, they're probably like this guy, just a cunt. And nothing more. See, we both have now the same amount of leverage. You need to take it off of my cart. You need to take your cart back. Get your item off of my vehicle. Your Get item. your cart into the cart corral. Get off my vehicle. Sir, do you understand that we're just going back and forth here? And you're not... I don't give a fuck about you. Get your shit off my car. Oh. You clearly do, it because you've taken it off three or four times now. <laughs> so would you please be a good Samaritan, a good citizen, and take your cart back? That's what they'd like for you to do. That's why they have is, the cart returns. So long spots and... But again, like, <laughs> it's a toss-up now because... It's whilst it's entertaining to continue filming this guy and keep getting, keep getting like the comments back. At this point, 
you know, it's like, well, you could just drive away or I could just walk away. Let's see what happens first here. Block the block the path of these cars. Would you mind at least moving out of the way of their cars? Take it off my car. <laughs> I will as soon as you take your car back. I'm not moving. Well, that's obstructing traffic for no reason. <laughs> Seatbelt on, just in case something happens while you're not moving at all. Seatbelt on, safety first. Cabrera chat says, why don't we add more stickers? Start throwing more of them on there. All right, well, if you want to chill out here, that's... I can't recommend it, sir. I'm going to go Take get the other one you through, okay? He is blocking traffic because those look like uh, headlight reflections on the, on the door there, don't they? So I think someone is trying to get out and he's blocking the way out now. See, again, he's just a cunt. His his predicament with this guy and the magnet is more important than the innocent person who's just trying who probably took their cart back. Is more important than them trying to get out of the parking lot with the shopping and the ice cream melting and all of the etc. His predicament no, his predicament takes precedence. No, you must all bend to my fucking will. I'll leave the cart wherever I want and I'll engage in an argument with this cart narc and I will block you all in until it is resolved and it's his fault for me doing it. There are some real pieces of shit out there. Be right back. I don't want to get you littering. Where'd he go? Where'd he go? He really chucked that last one. Uh, Could have landed on top of any of these cars. Goodness gracious. Where'd, oh, here it is. It's uh, black on black. And I am cleaning and wiping these off, by the way, Narcoteers. Oh, thought he wasn't going to move. He told me that a couple seconds ago. Oh, he was a liar as well. Who would have thought? He is one sassy lazy bones. <laughs> sassy lady. He's pulled over again. He's pulled truck. over again. Come on, come on, come on. Go, 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 go. Get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. How's it going? I'm telling you the last fucking time, keep it off my car. All right. I'm about to call the police on you. What are you going to say? <laughs> they always go to the police. <laughs> every, every time, they always threaten to call the police. It's always the go-to. Imagine, like... Car 81, are you there, Car 81? Yeah, I'm here, Sarah. What you got for me? All right, look, there's a situation down at the local Safeway. A guy is putting bumper magnets onto some guy's car, and uh, he's not letting him leave. We need someone to go down there and check it out. <sighs> All right, Sarah, I'm on it. He takes the long way because he hopes it's resolved by the time he gets there because you really don't want to fill out those forms. And then the the alleged perpetrator repeatedly said, if you just take your cart back, none of this would have happened. Is that what you want in your statement, sir? I wouldn't show up for a day and a half. <laughs> so, God, I hope they're gone. Yeah, Sarah, I checked it out. There's nobody here. Say. That you're fucking violating my car. What the fuck do you want me to say? Stay the fuck Violated. Explain what violating your car means. <laughs> I will, as soon as you. Get the fuck away from my car. Okay. Go. Go. Go back and take go. Your, go take your car back. Go. go. You're, you're yelling over me, sir. That means you've lost the argument. Because you're fucking irritating me. Go. You know what irritates me? Get the fuck away from me. Loose carts is what irritates me. <laughs> <laughs> Notice how I'm polite and calm and you're being uh, angry bones? Yeah, you're angry bones. 
I hurt how? Get away from me. I'm not gonna get hurt, I'm a nice get guy. Get away from me. All right, I will, as soon as you take your cart back. Get the fuck away from me. Get your cart get back, please. Get the fuck away from me. Where did you learn these negotiation tactics, sir? No. <laughs> Is that the Hitler salute? I hope not. <laughs> Is that a Hitler salute? I hope not. Your cart get back, please. Oh, it does kind of look like one, doesn't it? Fucking knew it. White supremacists are renowned for not taking their carts back. No, that's not true at all. A true Nazi would, of course, return their cart because it's orderly and it's the way things are meant to... It's the natural order of things. Subversive types are the ones who encourage uh, leaving your carts out and just creating chaos in a shared space for our people. Of course, the real white supremacists would be like, no, you, you'll return your cart in an orderly and efficient fashion. And this fair, it is available for the next citizen to use. This is the fair we do things here. We have fairs of making you return your card. All right. So let's get to this, shall we? Let's get to this. Actually, you know what? I need a new beverage. So how about this? We're going to get to the carton arc on Dr. Phil. Right after this very short break while I get a drink. <laughs> so stick around on the once a week edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. See you soon. Boogie Bumper is a kangaroo boxing boomerang chucker that eats crackers in bed. It's the place that we can go to watch old things. All the warm, fuzzy member berries it brings. It's a special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessie. Carry old movies and old cartoons. We hope to see you over there very soon. It's our special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessie. Say the goddamn words. You're gonna be okay. Okay. Join me, Rusty the Iceman, Sunday night, 10 30, Standard Eastern Time, on Twitch, Twitter, Periscope, and Facebook. Hello, my name is Frozen Asian. I'm the host of the Sunday Night Shit Show. So, according to a certain Virginia stoner, my last promo was a bit too long, so I'm gonna try to cut this down to 30 seconds. Uh, here's what you can expect on the Sunday Night Shit Show. <laughs> And I promote your fucking, your fucking show. Check us out on Sundays, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on dlive.tv slash Sunday Night Shit Show. See you then. Bye. What would you say you do here? Some people, I remember when I was young and I worked in a warehouse and I was in my early, I was about, how old was I? I was about 20, 21. And I worked in a warehouse. I'm, guys, I'm about, I'm about, I'm about to chew gum. <laughs> you fucking know it. Um, so, so, <laughs> so, um, I forgot what I was fucking saying. Are you fucking Are you fucking can you please, for the love of fucking God, 
unfuck yourself and just start doing shows. For this Justin, the global officials that can help all, also known as Got You, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported. More right around this world can get you down. There's just one thing you can do. You gotta get back up and shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Come back. Thank you for sticking around, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Uh, don't forget to follow some of our friends, some of which you heard of just there. Uh, Coffee Talk with Sandra will be on later. Rational Times will be around. Everybody's favourite lover of French pussy, ladies and gentlemen. Mersh will be around later on, I think. Them. Major Tom over the weekend, Saturday night. Joy of Pessy, of course. Winning TV, ladies and gentlemen. Saturday and Sunday, I think, these days. Doing every fucking day. It's cool. Sunday night shit show. Follow all the friendos. Why not? What else have you got? What else have you got going on in your fucking life? Really? Let's be honest. Okay. Let's get to this now. This I, I don't I don't even want to make any fucking predictions about this. I don't know which way this is going to go. This is something that oh, it could be great. It could be bad. Don't worry. If it's bad, I've got other stuff to talk about. We've got some COVID stuff. I've got an Alex Jones story. I really want to get to as well. Really want to get to. So we'll have to see how we go. Hopefully it'll be terrible, <laughs> so we can do other things. I think that's good hosting. All right. Because we have established, remember, a while ago we saw the Doctor on, was it the Doctor Oz show or something? One of those shows. And the Doctor on there said, basically, people who don't return their carts are like narcissistic psychopaths. Do you remember that? They're, they're, suff- they're, mental, they're mentally ill. <laughs> and potentially dangerous. And it could be evidence of other, you know, other various psychological issues like for example psychopathy and whatnot so we've already got that in our kit bag now i wonder if this is going to be dr phil trying to turn it around on the people who just want orderly cart returns he's going to try and make it sound like we're the crazy ones that's what i'm guessing but of course he would be wrong we know this jim said i didn't watch it either (laughs) so Jim's now sharing things without watching it himself, and I don't watch it, so it could be anything. <laughs> I'm Major Sebastian. I'm the founder of the Cardinarchs. Okay. All right. Now, this is the first time we have seen Agent Sebastian. So this one is for if there's one chick in the audience, I'd be, I'm guessing maybe one, maybe one and a half. Uh, you know what? Fuck it. We're all about uh, open love here on the show. Love whoever you want. So this is for the boys too. One in the chat for yes, two in the chat for nah. Would you? Agent Sebastian, ladies and gentlemen. There he is, in the flesh. One in the chat for mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Two in the chat for nah, honey. One in the chat for I'm a genie in a bottle. Two in the chat for don't want no scrubs. Yes, Smokey Bear. (laughs) He's actually wearing ballistic armor. (laughs) 
and he's got the camera. Doesn't he usually wear like a, uh, a safety vest as well? Victor Show. The Victor Show, ladies and gentlemen, Victor Von Schroem says a two. He don't want no scrubs. <laughs> NNN, I suppose, with a couple of drinks. I mean, he's, I think he's a pretty handsome kind of guy. Kimmy in the chat, Minister of Fun, being very unfun, she would not get with the Cartnark, ladies and gentlemen. Don't you think he's got a look to him? I mean, he looks like the kind of person who should be enforcing parking lot rules, doesn't he? That, you know, that's... Look at that haircut, Johnny Unitas. That's a haircut you can set your watch to. Short back and sides, a little bit of a kind of a flat toppy kind of situation going there, but not all the way flat top if you're listening to the podcast. Short back and sides, it's very utilitarian. It's very efficient. He looks like someone who should be patrolling a mall. Very much so. So it works. And yes, the ballistic armor. <laughs> because you never know how those lazy bones are going to react. Arcs. Cart narcs are an independent organization that tries to get people to just take their cart back to the cart return. It's a pretty, it's pretty simple mission statement, isn't it? That's not where the cars go, that's the mulch. When I do see that some lazy bones has left their cart out, I turn on the wand of justice and activate the mouth siren. <laughs> that right there is your hero shot. Our brave, our brave narcoteer off to fight more justice. Look at that. <laughs> Don't you love, too, that he... I wonder if, you know, they got the call and they said, look, Dr. Phil's calling. Do you want to go on Dr. Phil? I, I hope, I hope, I hope that they decided, like, as a team, as, a, as an outfit, to say, yes do it but only if you do it in full character right you have to you have to own it you've got to lean into it it can't be a real dr phil is going to try and get some real answers from you you can't let him have one not one real answer the whole time you are agent sebastian of the carton arcs you are committed to the cause you are committed to your philosophy and you'll stop at nothing to see it uh, enforced and that's the way you have to treat him I hope that's what the conversation was had because so far, so good. It, lo it looks like he is going to lean right into Dr. Phil here and fully embrace the Cartnark fucking philosophy, which is just huge. And I mean, I, we do have to, you know, a little one of these because how long have we been watching the Narcs? Maybe a couple of years? Like once every few months for a couple of years, maybe. Something like that. But how good is it to see they've gone fully, it's gone fully mainstream now. Dr. Phil, now the, now the Cartonarchs are educating 70-year-old women with urinary tract infections on, you know, proper parking lot etiquette. And I think it's wonderful. Because we're now breaking through to the real perpetrators. You know, the kind of people who watch Dr. Phil are the kind of people who don't return their carts, folks. Let's be honest here. Let's be honest here. So we're finally getting through to where it counts. <laughs> Cabaret, I bet he gets a movie. <laughs> Wouldn't that be... Can't be any worse, can it, than anything else coming out? 
cards go, it's the middle of the spot. We've had hundreds of encounters. I've had many threats on my life being a card narc. Besides a guy pulling a gun on me, yep. I've had multiple people say they're gonna run. Kyle Rittenhouse. Someone said in the chat before, what if Kyle Rittenhouse was just there trying to get people to return their cards? <laughs> As they're looting. Sir, when you empty your looted goods into your stolen pickup truck, can you please return your cart? Or I'm gonna fucking shoot you. <laughs> Kyle Rittenhouse, ladies and gentlemen. Friend of the Narcotees. Run me over. Well, sir, that's not nice. Oh, sir. now see that guy, we covered this guy. Remember this guy? He says, I'm a killer. And he's like, if you don't stop harassing me, whatever, I'm going to put about six rounds in your head. And then we discovered that that same guy was previously on a train, remember? And he shot another guy on the train, but got off for self-defense. Remember that? And here he is kind of boasting to the carton arc, I'm a fucking killer. <laughs> so that one went deep. That one, that was a memorable one, that one. Well, sir, that's not nice. Sorry, that's against the law. Foggy in the chat. Why is it always the fatties? <laughs> that's a good question. It's not all. I do. I do agree. You know, in part with your statement, they tend they tend to be overrepresented. But that's probably because you know sixty percent of the population is overweight, so. if not more. <laughs> It's like, why, are I, why is it always the fat people getting into arguments at the mall? And it's like, because most of the people in the country are fat and the mall is where they get more food from to get fatter. <laughs> so they tend to congregate there at the mall. It's where they sell those deep fried pretzels filled with chocolate. Got to get me ones. There's definitely an adrenaline rush. Go f*** yourself, Cartnark. Oh, this is bitch. my uniform. It's, I have an equipment vest, which is actually a bulletproof vest. I put my body camera right here. Captures everything that happens so nobody can lie about it afterwards. That's uh, curbing, sir. Why? You, know, you know that's against the law to videotape somebody. I had this wand here. Uh, no, it isn't. It should be. He's made a career out of this, hasn't he? Like, it really is. <laughs> He's made a career out of making the world a better place, and I couldn't be happier for him. All of the people who argue with taking their cart, carts back would hate the fact that he's made a career out of it, you know? But it's a, it's a righteous career. You know, he's getting rewarded for making the world a better place. And what's wrong with that, folks? We appreciate that, don't we? So he's basically in the same category as, say, um, gee, we forget them so fast. What was the name of that terrible quarterback who kneeled? I don't even remember his name. I don't. Um, God, you know, with the big hair. <laughs> what was his name? He was an awful quarterback, so he wasn't getting the game. And then he said, it's because they're all racist why they're not letting me play. Remember? And then he got a Nike deal. What was his name? I don't know. Kaepernick. There you go. How, how soon we forget. <laughs> Colin fucking Kaepernick. Oh he's, oh, he's still doing things, is he? Oh, that's good. <laughs> How about that? This is my uniform. It, I have an equipment vest, which is actually a bulletproof vest. I put my body camera right here. 
captures everything that happens. Everything so that lie about it afterwards. It's uh, curbing, sir. Right. Oh, no, you know that's against the law to videotape somebody. I had this wand here, which lights up. It shows that I'm highly visible. <laughs> he's, he's fucking doing. He's doing it. The mad son of a bitch did it. Drink on you, that's little assault. girl. Okay. Uh, uh, and that's a little girl. And as a feminist, I take offense with that. After I asked them nicely <laughs> to trim their car. <laughs> He's now claiming to be the feminist. He did it! The son of a bitch did it! Yeah! All right! <laughs> if they still don't do it, I slap on a bumper magnet for shame. Right. Where does it say that I have to do anything? That's the thing, it's, it's politeness. That's great. Keep picking them up. Think about somebody besides yourself. Our videos get millions and millions of views. This is because I think it's a common pet peeve. Is your disability lazy bones itis? And who the <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, lazy bones itis? How about bolitis? <laughs> oh god, I love their videos so much. Because people are just fucking turds, aren't they? People are dumb idiots everywhere. What, what, lazy bone-itis? How about go fuck yourself, itis? <laughs> that alone is worth the price of admission tonight, ladies and gentlemen. How about fuck you, itis? Ooh, good one. <laughs> She's so sassy. She's a sassy laser bird. Well, lazy bone-itis, how about People say you're bullying and harassing people. That's simply not true. No. What I'm doing is I'm not letting them throw a temper tantrum and dissuading me from my mission. I'm a highly trained specialist with cart narcs. What we do is we narc people out who leave their carts out like this, like big old lazy bones. To those who say I'm just shaming the public, yes, I am. <laughs> he did it! Son of a bitch! That's my favorite bit of that. All right. It works. It works. I mean, it worked with, you know, someone that we know when someone they admire, a certain daytime host that we know was very adamantly against returning their carts. Do you remember? A certain daytime host that we're all aware of was adamant. Fuck them. They should hire somebody to return the carts. I'm not returning the carts. What if it's raining? Fuck you. Fuck you. There was a lot of anger outwardly projected onto the people, you know, who were like, come on, man, it's just basic, you know, being a good citizen. Let's not be cunts to each other, you know? And it was all going horribly wrong until one Thomas Murphy, ladies and gentlemen, shamed, shamed uh, this certain daytime host. Who we know, of course, as Lois Ropez, shamed him, and it was from that moment because he didn't want to disappoint Thomas Murphy. So Thomas did the right thing because it's it's not even so much shaming. It's like you want to be in the light with Thomas, don't you? I do. I do. Everyone here does. Thomas, who works in retail, knows all too well the horror stories that. You know, surrounding his industry when it comes to stray carts, lazy bones activity. And he was like, you know, I'm not saying you're a cunt or anything, but it's kind of a jerk thing to do. I don't like it. And from that day on, that's when everything changed. 
that's when it all changed. Because it works. Because the system works. We are a social creature, and that's how we learn what to do, is by watching examples of how to behave. <laughs> there is an epidemic of lazy bones in America, and the carton arcs... Oh, my God! <laughs> now... I hope that that's somebody putting that there because that's fucking brilliant. So we're here to slide it back. Wait a minute, ma'am, please stop approaching me. I'm backing come away. I... No, come here, because I'm going to teach you. Uh oh. oh. I'm going to teach you. Ah. You're pretty quick. See? I love that he owns, like, the running away and stuff, too. <laughs> you know? Oh, ma'am, please don't approach me. I am backing away. Up, oh, up, oh, up. Oh. Because he's a smart ass about it. As soon as she turns around and starts walking back to her car, he's going to turn around and follow her. <laughs> And again, it just points out the complete stupidity of this in that to return the cart could have taken 10 steps. They're now chasing people across parking lots, threatening to call the police, etc., etc., etc. So much more energy is wasted. Well, yeah, I, I have to flee quite often. As you saw, pepper spray. I've had gun, a gun pulled on me. I've yeah. had people try to hit me with their cars and trucks over just asking them to put their cart back where they know it belongs. Uh-huh. Well... <laughs> <laughs> look at this. Look, he's challenging. He's challenging Dr. Phil. Look at this. It's like, go ahead, try me. Try me, Doc. All because I'm asking them to return their carts to where everyone knows it belongs. See, he's not fucking stupid. By him saying why, where everyone knows it belongs... He's now showing that in order for Dr. Phil to argue against him, he's going to have to admit that he doesn't know where it belongs. <laughs> Everyone knows where it belongs, right, Doc? <laughs> oh, no, that's not true. Oh, really? Are you a lazy bones? Do you take your card back? And then straight away you won. You're on top. Then you're throwing the punches and Dr. Phil's trying to duck them. Game over. But you do more than just ask them to put their car <laughs> Give me in the chat. He's been, he's been hardened by the streets. He's not worried about Dr. Phil. <laughs> he's like uh, he's like Vin Diesel in that god-awful movie that I can't even remember in the name of. Remember when him and like three buddies go back to their town or something? And he's like, 500. That's how many fights you have to have on the street. You develop leather skin. <laughs> remember that? The guy from uh, Enemy of the State is in it. You know, the henchman of John Voight. It's a great, it's an all-star lineup of that crappy movie that I can't even remember the name of. I think El Duce is in it. I don't know. Whatever. Well, that's correct because they You shame them. Correct. And this is, it's you only shame as you saw in the videos there. You see, people should never be shamed. Coming up after the break, why this fat piece of shit husband needs to do a better job raising his kids. You should never shame people. It's a bumper magnet. It's not marking, but it is that scarlet letter that says, I don't return my shopping cart like a jerk. And when they do react like what we're seeing in some of these videos, it does highlight how ridiculous they are, how ridiculous their yeah. ego is. Is your disability lazy, lazy bones-itis? Because I saw you walk around the store and then you Oh, came absolutely. Out. How about that? You 
But now, see, now she's throwing her own drink away. I can proudly say, I can put my hand up and say, I have never thrown a drink at anybody in my life. Because, you know, I'm pretty childish and my first thought would be, but that's mine. You throw your drink. <laughs> Why should I throw my drink at you? Why don't you throw your drink? I want my drink. I'm, I bought it because I'm thirsty. I'm not throwing it away. It's as simple as that. Delicious McDonald's and delicious I love bang energy drink, but you're throwing it at me. I don't give Man, let me give you my business card. Let me give you my business card. Don't ever somebody with a disability. It's lazy bonesitis. Oh, oh, she's got a disability. She looks very disabled. Wow. I mean, clearly a disability is at work here. I mean, you know, can walk around the whole mall pushing the cart, no problem. Can't return the cart back to the cart corral. I'm disabled. <laughs> oh, okay. You mean the cart corral that's right next to your spot because you also parked in the disabled spot? Yes. So I can park in the disabled spot, go walking around the whole mall, come back to my car, unpack the cart, and then just leave it there because I'm disabled. Right. Okay. You have a pretty good partner. throwing arm for someone with a disability. Throwing arm, it's my back. So oh, your it's back your back. Would you like my business yeah. card or not? How about that? So how, Why do you harass people? Not harass. Agent I'm Sebastian. saving the next person with a real disability who might with have With a real disability? Who might have... <laughs> that was just delicious. Oh, that, I, was, I, did, I wasn't expecting that. I was just like, oh, oh, yes. <laughs> no, I'm doing my job so I can protect people with a real disability. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> you can just tell by her reaction that she, you can just tell by her reaction that no one has ever said anything like that to her in her entire fucking life. Here we again with the chat. Does she not know her arm is connected to her back and throwing shit will aggravate it? Probably. I mean, she is disabled. Fucking amazing. So how Why do you harass people? Not harass. Agent I'm Sebastian. saving the next person with a real disability who might with have... With a real disability? <laughs> <laughs> don't ever insult somebody and tell them they don't have a real disability, Sebastian. Yeah, I'm in a hurry to go to home to my autistic daughter, who also has a disability. Yeah, oh, is everyone in the family is disabled? Oh. <laughs> I mean, would your autistic daughter like the idea of you just leaving your carts about willy-nilly? I tend to think that an autistic daughter might be like, Mum, take the carts back, take the carts back, take the carts back. <laughs> I think an autistic daughter would be ashamed of your actions here, madam. She would probably insist that you return the carts back in an orderly fashion. In alphabetical order of the serial numbers, too, if you can bear to manage it. Everyone's disabled in this household. Must be a hell of a place. Disability who might have. With a real disability? Who might have real a disability? Don't ever insult somebody and tell them they don't have well, a I certainly hope your daughter has a real disability. 
because you, my dear, my dear madam, apparently do not. A real disability, Sebastian. Yeah, I'm in a hurry to go to home to my autistic daughter. Who also has a disability? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure to... you have an autistic daughter. I'm not trying to say And I don't think she that. wants her mother to be like this. If I had to, you probably could be a better well, role model for her. You... Quite <laughs> frankly. <laughs> yes, I am. Ma'am, I didn't throw anything at somebody. Sebastian, you're not inside my body, so don't ever insult nobody. I... You're not inside my body, so don't never insult nobody. I don't know. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. You're not inside my body. All right. <laughs> Shut the hell up. You're not inside my body. I want you inside me, Cartnark. Doubt many I'm people are getting your body anytime soon. You don't know what people's day is. <sighs> you don't know what their life is. I well, I get it's Ah, see this. See this. Here we go. We've heard we've heard these arguments so many times, hundreds of times before, haven't we? I can't believe Dr. Phil is just going to give us the lines again. You don't know what somebody day somebody's day has been like. Oh, so it's okay then. I'm sorry, you're allowed to be a cunt because you had a bad day. Because you're just making somebody else's day harder. It's like the people who say they hire the, the guys to go around and collect the carts, right? No, no, no. They, they hire them to collect them from the card corrals. <laughs> when you leave them on curbs or across the street or in a different spot or whatever, that's you saying that you're providing a job for someone is like going into the toilet and pissing on the floor and then saying, hey, I'm providing work for the cleaner. No. You're just a cunt. So Dr. Phil with the rationalizations, ladies and gentlemen, but you don't, you don't understand. What you have to understand is, but these people might've had a really bad day. Oh. So they're allowed to make someone else's day far worse. Isn't that nice? I thought Dr. Phil was all about accountability and stuff. Apparently not. You don't know what people's day is. You don't know what their life is. I don't know exactly. Her day, Doctor. Exactly. The Victor Show in the chat, ladies and gentlemen. Imagine how bad your day is when a cart hits your car, Dr. Phil. Doc. Hey, what do you think of that, Doc? But I do know that I saw her walk out to her truck, climb up in her truck and load her groceries, and then the second she didn't need her shopping cart, it's in the handicap access way. Blocking the place the handicapped people need to go. You say you're a trained agent? Sure, that's, that adds... Who, who trains you? Me. Hundreds of hours, and that adds to the whole silliness of it because these people flip and out. What, over stuff. what kind of agent are you? An agent of the carts of the cart. What kind? Of, and you said somebody. What kind of agent are you, Phil? We've been over this. Did Phil just has Phil not done any background at all? And what kind of agent would you say you are? Or is does Phil legitimately think that this guy thinks that he's a real agent? I bet. Oh my god. Phil doesn't get the joke. This 
is Lucky Phil. Lucky Phil does not get the joke, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Phil thinks that he thinks that he's a real agent. <laughs> so if you're an agent, who trains you? So you believe that you're an agent, do you? Oh, okay. Phil thinks he thinks it's real. Fucking boomer. Boomers, mate. God. <laughs> Just suck the fun out of everything, don't they? Curb their cart. You said this is a violation of what? A public of decency. What? How many times have you pulled into a parking well, spot? Well, you said it's a violation as though it's a violation of some code. No, there's no criminal charge. There's no... There's In the great kingdom of Boogeystan, however, there is. We have a code. You know the code. We love the code. We respect the code. We live by the code. We die by the code. The code in Boogie Stan is such. If you do not return your carts to the cart corrals where they belong, you will just disappear. The cart patrol snipers will be perched atop the roof, uh, the roofs of the of the shopping center of the mall. And as soon as you like, there's no, there's no trial, there's no argument, there's no debating the police officer. We just don't tolerate it. We just won't have you. Simple as that. Now, and you also must, you know, you've got to park in the lines in the parking lot. But hey, once you're in the supermarket, light up a joint or something, light up a cigarette, fucking have a drink, eat a fucking, eat a cholesterol laden hamburger that's been deep fried if you want to. You can do whatever you want, you know. We're pretty libertarian like that. But in the parking lot itself, we will not tolerate any, you know, parking outside the lines or non returning of carts. Winning TV, the commander of the car patrols, has been instructed. His instructions are clear. He will remove you with force. Necessary, swift, aggressive force. You have been warned. There's no ticket I'm writing anybody. It's just a violation of common courtesy. Uh, the same as littering or not picking up after your dog. So or what you meant is this is rude. Correct. Yes, sir. But you were just acting like a cop. No, sir. I, or I an want agent. An agent. Yeah, I never identify myself as law enforcement because obviously that would be illegal. Do you have a story or a question? That's it. He tried to get him, but he got caught. Ladies and gentlemen. Um. I'll tell you what. We'll do one more thing. We ran a little bit of overtime because the Kyle Rittenhouse situation just had to happen, which means that we had to discuss uh, white supremacy and terrorism. So I'll give you... Okay, I'll give you one of three choices. I'll save the Alex Jones one for next week because we should spend more time on Alex because we love Alex. So, all right. The Pfizer CEO says people... Here's your three options, all right? One and we're done. The Pfizer CEO, I think Foggy sent this through. Pfizer CEO says people who spread misinformation on COVID vaccines are, quote, criminals. That's option number one. Options number two is an article, not a video, which is Brits who had their booster jabs 62% less likely to get COVID than double jabbed. That's option number two, which could probably be done in a minute or two. Let's be honest here. 
Now, I have the Daily Boogie's personal recommendation for video. And for me, it's option number three, which me saying that means none of you will vote for it. I am fully aware of that. But option number three is how to deal with, it's an Australian one, and it's like Australian breakfast television. <laughs> and, and you know, that, that should be enough to make you vote for three. It's Australian breakfast television, and it's called How to Deal with Unvaccinated Family Members This Christmas. How to deal with them, okay? One, two, or three. The choice is yours. Threes have it. I'm gonna go with the threes on this one. All right. Good choice, ladies and gentlemen. How to deal with your unvaccinated family members this Christmas? Let's have a look. Breakfast radio, Australia style. Now, as Christmas approaches, Sorry, many of us will be faced with a new dilemma: how to handle unvaccinated loved ones and whether you should spend time with them. <laughs> should spend time with them i i want the te the television is going to tell me whether or not i can see my mother <laughs> should honey the television said we can't spend time with unvaccinated family members oh well better cancel the catering <laughs> just daryl thanks boogie Should you spend time with them? How are you going to handle them? Hey, hey, how are you going to deal with your cousins out there? Well, first of all, I think you should put them behind some kind of plastic screen. You know, my husband's a bit of a handyman. I'm sure he can attach some kind of Perspex screen on the dinner table. So we can have... We'll send the Perspex screen from the top of the dinner table to the roof lengthwise, okay? And we'll sit the unvaccinated family on that side of the table and the vaccinated on this side. And we'll just make two dinners. <laughs> or maybe we should have like a little hole in the Perspex screen so we can pass the peas and the corn and the potatoes and all the other trimmings from side to side. We can't have you sharing the same turkey though. That would be, I think, you know, particularly uh, COVID, you know, unsafety conscious, as it were. So we won't allow that kind of situation to take place. One side will just have to have um, tofu turkey. Turkey flavoured tofu. If there is such a thing, I'm sure there is. They're sore losers, aren't they, the vegans? The vegetarians. They want their meat flavoured product. They want their meat substitutes. No, there is no substitute. I think if you're going to become a vegetarian, you should fully embrace it. I don't want you to see, I don't want to see you eating hot dogs that are vegetable made, but look like hot dogs. You shouldn't be allowed to do that. Trying to fool everybody. If you make the choice to just eat vegetables, then that's the way it should be. 
I don't want to see any fake meat on your plate. I'm going to call it out. As Christmas approaches, many of us will be faced with a new dilemma. Dilemma. How to handle unvaccinated loved ones and whether you should spend time with them over the festive season, (laughs) sit next to them at Christmas dinner. Mm -hmm. So how do you find out who is vaccinated and how do you decide whether to invite them over for Christmas lunch? We've got the tips and the tricks to help you avoid awkward encounters. So, So, uh, again... Do you remember, like, you know, again, sorry to hark back, and I'm sorry to keep saying shit like this, but it's just kind of, I'm so over it now because we've done, we've, we know this, we've done this. Remember a few years ago, talking about they're, they're trying to regulate basic human, in, how many times have you heard me say on this fucking podcast, they're trying to regulate basic human interactions? Well, they finally succeeded. And it's not just this, but political correctness. You know, be conscious of your microaggressions. It all feeds into the same shoebox. And we're now regulating basic human interaction. We're bringing on experts to tell you how to manipulate your loved ones. We're bringing on experts to train you how to how to have a discussion with your friends and family to get the answers you want out of them. And, they, and all the while with these fucking shit-eating grins on their faces. Don't worry. Hey, are you concerned with having conversations with your loved ones? Well, don't worry. We're going to bring on an expert who's going to train you what to say. <laughs> They're going to teach you what things you need to say to your friends and family in order to get them to do what you want. It's great. No different from those YouTube pickup artists. None whatsoever. The, the, the only thing that's different is what they want to achieve at the end of it, but it's the same process. They say you can't choose your family and it's never... Go to bed. You're a mistake, Kevin. Go to bed. ...more relevant than at Christmas. Apart from the glazed ham and stuffed turkey, there'll also be an elephant in many dining rooms this festive... They want, they want there to be an elephant. They want there desperately to be an elephant in the room. They want awkwardness between you. They want you to be to feel like you can't talk to your friends and family. They want you to feel like you should be fucking fighting about everything. Don't let them win. I've been to the top of Mount Everest. I've sailed the seven seas. I've shared the stage with all the best. Lot of good it did for me. Don't let them win. Remember, your friends are your friends, and your family is probably the best you got. So don't let them tear you apart like this. You don't need advice. Just be you. I didn't have to travel the world. Just be you and everything's going to work out okay on over Christmas. Don't fret, don't panic, don't stress. Don't listen to experts who want to tell you what you should say to your, your own fucking family. Don't let them. Just laugh in their faces. And you know, like we said, if somebody wants to have an argument with you and talk about, you know, 
wants to argue about white supremacy or COVID or climate change or whatever the thing is they care about that week. You can argue with them. You can try to explain basic logic. You can try and change their mind. Or you can stub out your cigarette and say, have a good day, man. Okay, bro. Because there is no stop. There is no turning the ship around. There is no more waking people up. Anyone who is potentially able to be woken up, quote unquote, has already done so. Anyone else who hasn't is never going to. It's done. It's finished. It's over. So the best that you can hope for is to protect your little patch and your little group of friends and your little family and get, you know, circle the wagons and make sure it's all good and be good to your friends and all of that good stuff. Because you're not changing any of the fucking crazy people's minds. They're committed now. It's over. So the best you can do is the best you can do. Invite them over for Christmas lunch. We've got the tips and the tricks to help you avoid awkward encounters. They say you can't choose your family and it's never more relevant than at Christmas. Apart from the glazed ham and stuffed turkey, there'll also be an elephant in many dining rooms this festive season. The vaccination status of your nearest and dearest. How do we have these discussions about the vaccination status of my nearest and dearest? How do we? I know, I, I don't know about you, but here's what I do. I go, yo, did you get it? And that's it. You know, because they're my friends <laughs> or my family. Because they're my friends and my family, we have that kind of relationship where I don't need to fucking script out a conversation. <laughs> you know? It's a weird, it's the darndest, it's the weirdest thing. We just talk naturally. Like, we we just talk naturally and unfiltered. You know why? Because we're not fucking idiots like you. Because we're not, because we're not enfeebled, belittled, beclowned fucking morons. That's why. So we just have natural conversations with our loved ones like, hey, did you get the vax? Fuck no. Did you get it? Fucking hell yeah. Okay. Want some fucking turkey? That's it. Hey, hey, want another sausage? Yes, I do. Awesome. Want another beer, bro? Fuck yeah. That's it. But these, these fuckers will have you believe that this is like a big and controversial, divisive thing that families are tearing each other over. That's what they want. They crave it. They feed on death. Reign of Fire with Matthew McConaughey and the guy who played Batman, Christian Bale. Reign of Fire. These, these animals eat ash. They feed on death. They are the dragons flying over our heads. I'd invite them. They'd probably need to get a negative test, though. I don't mind, actually. <laughs> so um, I'm fully vaccinated, so it's fine. <laughs> oh, dangerous misinformation there. It is not fine. Just because you are fully vaccinated does not mean you are fine, young lady. You disgusting medical misinformation merchant peddling your lies and filth. <laughs> 
Imagine making your family. If a family member made me, or even a friend, if a friend or family member said to me, listen, bro, I'm going to have to get you to get a negative test before you come over for lunch, I would happily reply, thank God, because I didn't want to go anyway. (laughs) And I know none of them would ever ask that of me. So I don't have to worry about it. But if somebody ever did say, you know, hey, if look, I know you had your heart set on coming to this uncomfortable Christmas lunch with that cousin that you hate, but before you come in, can you just make sure you've had a negative COVID test? And I'm going to say, sorry, bro, can't go and get a test. Looks like I'll have to miss out. See ya. The great, yes, Jim Edward, the Greeno approach. Oh, well, looks like I can't go then. So long. Curb Shifter was asking in the chat uh, earlier and when the intro was going all the way back and he was like, I think Boogie's been vaccinated. I can tell you I got the one. I did get one. Uh, we don't have a single booster. Sh- we don't have a single... Well, nobody has a single vaccine anymore, do they? Because remember remember the J&J in America? They were like, it's a single shot. You don't need anything. And now it's a booster shot, right? Now you got to get your boosters. So that wasn't a single shot vaccine either. Fucking <laughs> welcome to the party. It turns out you were misled. <laughs> no, so I did get the one because at the time, you know, it, it, I did weigh up and it tore me up. It really did. And I did. I really didn't want to do it. But, uh, you know, at the situation I was in, I came to the conclusion that I, I have to keep working. So that's what I have to do. But I did get a fun story out of it. If you missed the story, go back and watch it. It's still on YouTube, believe it or not, because nobody watches this show, so it's never going to get banned. <laughs> right? But you can still watch it. It's called uh, I Just Got Vaxxed, Ask Me Anything. It's on the page right now that you're watching. So you can go back and watch it. So I was happy. I was genuinely happy because I'm not an anti-vaxxer. Don't get me wrong, but I would just pre- I would rather have not taken this one because I don't feel like there was a need to. Genuinely. So anyway... So I got the one and then, uh, you know, my life situation has changed since and I didn't have to get the second one. And now, so now because being single jabbed is just as good as being zero jabbed in this country, you have to understand. So as a single jabbed individual, even though I should, remember when they were saying if you get the single jab, then you have like 45 or 50% efficacy or whatever. They don't genuinely believe that because then I would be allowed to do the things that the double jab people do, right? The double jabbed who now need a booster shot. (laughs) But I'm not. I'm, I'm essentially unvaccinated, even though I've had a vaccination. <laughs> they, they determine now that the definition of vaccinated means having two vaccinations, not one, which is, you know, doesn't seem right, but okay. So, you know, it's like, well, all right then, fuck you. <laughs> so I got a cool story out of it. I may die, um, I may die young due to brain tumours or cancer, but at least I should live a little bit longer than the double jabbed. So I'll be around long enough to say I only got one jab. Ask me anything. (laughs) I've got two years left to live. All the double jabbed are dead and zombified already. So, you know. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Curb shifter. No pure blood achievement, though. We'll have to replay the game. I've got to start it. I've got to have to wait till the next pandemic. Don't worry. It'll be just around the corner. I'm sure there's going to be a new Ebola or something kick off in the next couple of years. And then I'll be like, okay, then this is a hard reset. I'm going for the 100% unlocked bonus. Fuck yeah. I hadn't really thought about it, but probably not. Now the COVID-19 vaccine is widely available across the country and Australia is reopening. This year, we're all facing a very unique 
predicament. Really? Yeah, these conversations about whether somebody is vaccinated or not can be challenging. No, because- no, 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 no. They can be challenging to idiots, okay? That needs to be said. Okay, I will grant you that they can be challenging, but what you're missing out is they can be challenging to people who are not normal, <laughs> okay? And let's be fair here, most things are challenging to people who are not normal. That's why they're not normal. And I'm not saying normal as in boring or whatever. I just mean not being a complete fucking social retard, you know? I just mean like being nice to your friends and talking to them like a normal person. You don't have to fucking analyse every statement that comes out of somebody's mouth. You don't. If someone is generally nice to you, that's good enough for me. Like, okay. It's good enough. We don't have to... No conversation between a friend need to be awkward. That's why you should be friends in the first place. If you're having... If it's awkward, then, you know, maybe it's not as friendly as you thought it was. And if, you know, if they're a friend and you feel like it's awkward, then your friend will be able to take, hey, this is awkward, let's fucking deal with it. (laughs) And then it'll be fine because it is a personal question. The past two years has already we're been talking, divisive. We're talking about vaccinations. It's not awkward at all. Enough. So it's never been more important to engage in peaceful and respectful conversations Look with your this. loved ones about their vaccine status. This before. is presented like a corporate training video. This looks like something you'd show middle management on how to deal with accusations of racism in the lunchroom. So it can be important to have these awkward conversations between employees. The company policy, you know what I mean? Jesus. You invite them to your house or other social events this Christmas. After you've checked the public health orders for where you live, you need to weigh up the risk. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, really? You don't fucking say. So, okay, it's time to get our Christmas preparations ready. Okay, first thing we need to do is check the latest public health orders to see if we're in a red zone or not. (laughs) Oh. First of all, we need to see if our home is considered a biohazard or not. (laughs) What do the experts say, honey? They say it's time to cut our children's dick off. Okay, then. Merry Christmas. Everybody's welcome. Come one, come all. The doors are open. Yes. Or- if you're not in a, if you're not in a quarantined area, <laughs> which we like to call, ladies, unironically, literally, which we call in this in this city the quote ring of steel. Or you can decide to say we love you. We However, love this you. year we're deciding to err on the side of caution. This is this is the dialogue expert they've recruited for this drive. Fucking give me a break. Okay. Well, it's family Christmas time, everyone. Yay! Will we get to see Auntie Susan? I'm afraid not. Auntie Susan, or as I like to call her Suze, has not been vaccinated. So, I'm afraid, Auntie Susan, we love you. We love having you around. But because you're a filthy peasant who hasn't had the vaccine, we're going to play it safe. You're too dangerous for us. 
You are a health risk to my family. Dear old Auntie Susan coming over for cake and coffee. And only vaccinated people are coming for Christmas. Wow. Anna's top tips are be upfront. Really? Having the conversation early yeah. and directly is paramount. Definitely. You can blame the health advice for not having unvaccinated guests over. Wow. Wow. So this is the expert's tips, is it, on how to deal, on how to manage your unvaccinated family members over Christmas is to, <laughs> this is, these are the instructions. Be upfront. So tell them that you don't want them to come over because they're unvaccinated and then blame the health advice. Hey, hey, bro, <laughs> listen, Auntie Susan, don't blame me. It's the health advice. <laughs> Don't blame me. Blame the government. <laughs> hey, look, I'm on your side here. Look, Auntie Suze, I'm on your side. I want you to come over, but unfortunately, the health experts have declared that you are a biohazard and I can't let you in. I'm sorry. Don't blame me. Blame the health advice. Henry in the chat. Be upfront in brackets. Be an annoying jerk about it. Yes. Be very aggressive and forthright. How about that? Blame the health advice. This is how they are teaching you how to manipulate your own family at Christmas. Isn't it wonderful? This is the advice that we out and we now take here in this country, in this society. Having the conversation early and directly is paramount. You can blame the health advice for not having unvaccinated guests over or move the celebrations to a venue. Then you're guided by their rules. <laughs> Alternatively, consider having the celebration outdoors where the risk is less. The government is making decisions for the broader population, but it's up to us to make decisions for what's safe and right for our families. Merry Christmas, ladies and gentlemen. Merry fucking Christmas. All right, with that, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Don't forget to follow our friends. I'll be back next Friday with another edition of the show. Thank you to everyone who contributed tonight. Until next time, stay calm, stay rational. God bless. See you soon. Bye-bye.